Dad Bod Rap Pod. Welcome to the Monday mini bar episode where you have the like the little Hennessy and like <laughs> Have you ever had one of those henchatas where they do an orchata and then they have the weird clip thing and they put the little airport bottle in the Oh and it's pouring down, down and it's pouring upside it's down. It's weird because it gets stronger as you go. Because you're tilting it the gravity of sipping the orchata brings the hennessy out of the bottle wow it's like it's like a hamster wheel of like dripping down hennessy wheel full of sugar and alcohol wow yeah Um, bottle more to the point then you get on the hamster wheel of your mind racing well well you've made a compelling argument i i tend to stay away from things called chata as my black toast intolerance (laughs) intensifies i recently had to give up um like really uh hardcore milk teas we're basically non-dairy Right yeah, now. yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I realized that milk tea, although I want it on the front end, I am like praying to the to the toilet lords after. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, may, maybe in in the mini bar you can have a a, a henny chata. Maybe you just get the the little mini. Have you seen the mini glass Patron oh, bottles? Oh, yeah, totally. I yeah. will say of those types of little bottles, that's the cool one of the cool ones. Yeah, it's sure. it's like yeah. actually glass, yeah. and like it, you get I, like maybe two shots in there. I forget who said it. Um, some comedian this is a long time ago i'm not remembering it's like you can see the bubbles still in there because you can tell it was made by poor people <laughs> you know those because we had those kind of glasses we bought on like a family trip to mexico oh, when oh I was the, a glass, kid. the glass yeah, the itself. glass itself yeah is oh like my not god clear. it's like there's a, yeah it's supposed to like read as the agave tastes like oppression yeah and late stage <laughs> capitalism yes uh welcome to the dad bod rap pod uh micro dose mini bar monday episode uh we recently had a conversation with uh our buddies on the other side of the pond crate 808 um and did this a really fun breakdown of operation doomsday and we wanted to follow up on that with uh, a conversation about um some the early years of doom when he's kind of we talked about that a little bit on uh last week's pod and we have a guest today that kind of was a, a witness to some of the doom emerging from his Zev Love X uh, cocoon and, and turning into the rap monster that he did. Um, and what's great about this program is we have become a magnet for people who have uh, documentation, arcane knowledge about a period in rap history. You know, I think the golden, the quote unquote golden eras get a, a, a shitload of, um, you know, books written and people talking about but as after we did operation doomsday uh the breakdown episode i'm like 98 98 to maybe 2000 2001 i'm not gonna call, say golden i think that's maybe a, a cheesy term for that but it really set the context for a lot of the fantastic shit that's happening now 20 years hence um and so our our guest today uh gang from new york um, was rolling around with I, I can't imagine he said the type of camera that he had that he was going to shows with, but I, right. I don't. It doesn't. I'm picturing one of the palm joints and like where, where okay. we're from. Okay. Like I uh, did we introduce ourselves? Uh, you be Nate. You uh, be Damone. That that's who we be. Yeah, um, we're, we're the Dad Bod Rap Pod. Uh, Dave is at an undisclosed location recovering from coronavirus, but <laughs> oh, we, we 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 uh, we really appreciate him. Uh, and okay. you'll hear them on another episode. Yes. Um, the camera. There were always dudes filming skateboarding. Yep. 
uh, rollerblading, which yep. had a huge scene here in San Jose, especially yep. among a lot of our friends who became really excellent DJs, started in the rollerblading scene. Um, do you know John Julio? He's like one of the main rollerblading, like street rollerblading cats. My in the eyes world. are like yeah. dilated to a high degree. Yeah. There's a there's a, a crossover, crossover between that. the rollerblade and the DJ scene. Yes, shut the front no, door. Off camera, I can tell you specifically who I'm t- who I'm thinking about okay. talking about. But uh, uh, anyway, so the the filming and the documenting of that stuff those scenes have always done really well perhaps right. a little less maybe somewhat in b-boy culture yeah but less oh, for so sure with like shows and, and rap, rap yep. and ciphers yep. and all that stuff yep but generally speaking every scene has a guy who's just got i'm picked i'm like hold, i keep holding up my hand yeah like it's yeah. in the sling <laughs> of the the camera and it just yeah. they had those cameras at that time that, that kind of were a little bit palm. bigger than the palm of your hand yeah okay and if I you didn't these. have shaky hands you could basically just point it at something and yeah. get pretty good footage of it Okay. Okay. And as long so, as you've kept up your archive and like you're f- moving these analog things into a digital realm, you could have like what we would consider to be a goldmine of um, yes. documenting things yes. that were really, really important. But since it was underground and there was no push behind it, no industry pre pre real internet internet. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. even then, just YouTube, right? No, yeah. no thought of that there would be a YouTube to put these things on. So the people yeah. who did that are really cool and. Uh, gang who's on uh today was one of those people and has a cool story about the first ever mf doom show and that you're going to hear in a second so we're trying this mini episode format we're going to drop this is dropping on a monday a little bit off cycle for us we're noon every thursday so yeah yeah we're trying new things yeah we're trying new things and we want to uh become a repository um for really just the the minute little itty bitty pieces of history that probably go um unrecorded also um as he'll talk about towards the end of the episode uh gang has a kind of an expansive production career um he's got some beats and uh projects coming out so definitely uh get your 40 or is there a mini version of a 40 is there like a A mini 22 Is that the Mini 40? I don't know. It's also a bigger beer. It, it Usually is. Usually they were real beer and not malt liquor, though, so I don't but, know. But what if you But you could get drunk? We're going to get into the interview, I promise. You could get drunk off of, like, if you had a, uh, I'm holding my fingers up in, like, a five-inch uh, mini bottle simulation of Old English. Like, if you had, hmm, this is really dangerous, and I don't recommend anyone drink malt liquor, but... I think there would be a market for if you had miniature, uh, miniature old English or miniature King Cobra. What what are we doing, Colt Forty Five? We're not it's- poisoning our people <laughs> <laughs> anymore. Even even E Forty yeah. had a he started his uh, beverage line with a with a forty, which like he had to. Yeah, like, you couldn't not. And yeah. now his new thing is an IPA. Of course, he's growing up. He's a barrier guy, and he's got. Doesn't he have a wine as well? Yeah, several. Yeah, and then yeah. my bottle of Equarenta, his tequila is just beyond arm's reach over there. On the, there it on is. The there it is. So, so still haven't opened it. All right. So here's the seed. We do have to do an episode about uh, hip hop and booze. Like, there's there's have, so much. I there. have the all those uh, Saint Ides commercials. Commercials, on I can right? Just do those as the interludes. It, it writes itself. There it is. Thank you for coming to our workshopping session <laughs> for future episodes of the Dad Bod Rap Pod. Uh, Right now, we're going to get into an interview with Gang talking about the early, early origins of MF Doom. 
Dad Bod Rap Pod. We are back once again. Another dope interview as we pull in the voices and the experiences of the rap nerd punditry from all over the place. Um, our our show is a magnet for people who are as uh, niche and in, in, uh, hip hop involved as us. And on the line, we have Gang. Um, are you are you out of New York right now? Absolutely. Still. There it is. There it is. Uh, documentarian, producer, um, just a really interesting cat. We've been uh, going back and forth on Twitter, so it's great to have you on the program, man. How's it going? Yeah, I'm the expert uh, t- uh, podcast day after tweet replier guy. <laughs> put that, put that on like, your LinkedIn, yes. That's, yeah, exactly. Uh, if I were to do like a broken language part three, like smooth and trigger, uh, that would be like my like <laughs> the day after podcast a reply. That's dope. Yeah, uh, sick. Um, so we have been talking about a bunch of stuff on Twitter and on DM, and one thing that really fascinates me about you and um, your kind of involvement in New York hip hop is you have documented some amazing things, including Doom's first ever show. Right? Can you kind of tell Wild. us about that? Yeah, that's a fact. Um, I used to, I was, uh, yeah, I used to just carry around a camera, like a video camera, uh, as much as possible. Like, you know, growing up on radio and and having, you know, cassette cassette uh, recording ready at all times or whatever, it was just more like, all right, let me let me translate this to the uh, the live visual experience. So that was, I wasn't, I was okay at photos, but I wasn't really like, I just, it made more sense to me to like. You know, I had the access to a camera, so sure. I just grabbed my anchor. Us, my what kind camera. of tape is in the camera? Yeah, yeah. Are these VHS sort of, tapes, yeah. or was it the little t- uh, <laughs> nah. tape video joints, or what? What, was, what are we talking about? I, it bounced around, but the fir- uh, first camera that my I had my hands on was a high eight, so it was like oh, a wow. smaller, like one of those smaller joints. But it's still, you know, it's still analog, and you know, um, I definitely by today's standards, especially. So it's like, yeah, I have. I still have a stack of those. Uh, I'm not sure exactly like what's on any, uh, you know. I could just say as like a teenager at that time in California listening to like sound bombing and like later the lyricist lounge compilation that's like you're describing yeah. what we thought was happening but never didn't really have evidence of. Like there was right. very early <laughs> message board culture, but we just had to take everyone's word for it essentially. Absolutely. Right, 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 right. Yeah, no, this is before like uh yeah, this is kind of before we yo, you know what? A lot of this was going on like via IRC. Like M I like people were using M I R C to like which is like a weird chat like a chat room client, I guess you could say. Interesting. Um, huh. Yeah. So like we were sending files and little, you know, photos and things of that nature. I mean you couldn't really go too crazy because uh, I mean, can I, I can... pop in with another question? This is just something that I, has been stirring with me and I wanted to see if you consider yourself part of this lineage or not. Like there's like tapers in like the Grateful Dead, like jam band kind of scene. Like, do you mm-hmm. kind of consider the work that you're doing or you did, especially at that time to be like along those same lines? Or did you consider that when you were um, going out and like making sure that you were recording things or was it just like kind of a separate path? You know what? Nah, I never, I mean, I guess now looking back on it, like I only kind of formed the vocabulary around it and realizing that it was what it was like recently, like in the last, couple years you know okay. what i mean yeah being like well like this is an archive like these are like actual because it's just like oh you stumble upon like you're just moving and you find like all these shoe boxes that you've kept 
and they're full of tapes and it's like, oh damn, okay, yeah, I I, I got go something here. Yeah, exactly. So um, I didn't at the time, to be honest. I was I was young. It was just kind of like it was just a thing that I was. It was a thing that a few people were doing. You know, I wasn't yeah. the only one. Actually, I wasn't even the best at it. Like these, mm. these two twins, Wise Guy and Gaston. One of them would always be. They would always be at every show, and one of them would always have the camera out. So those cats, I, I'm definitely actually. I've been trying to contact them to sort of collaborate on some things. With, but yeah. you know, documentary. Um, like maybe we're jumping ahead, but <laughs> it yeah, seems like there's I mean, more than know, enough uh, footage yeah. to co- put something compelling together. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I don't know if we're trying to do like a alternate to like the hip hop evolution thing, but that's that's right. a whole other concept. Right, 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 right. But at the studio. While we're on that, at the New Weekend was where Doom first performed. Mm. So, so this um, orient people in terms of time. What what year is this? Okay, so damn. I mean, this was before. This is the summer before Doomsday drops. Okay. Say. So so he's he's on. Is this he's on Fondalum and those twelve inches had started to come out? Oh, Did you have an awareness or before that? Oh, absolutely. So like no, because this was the thing. Like we had. And geographically, like downtown, there was Fat Beats started on the east side. Fat Beats, you know, which is on the west coast and has, uh, I don't know, they have some stores all over the place, right? Yeah. So, like, they used to at least. Uh, Fat Beats originally was on, uh, I want to say, 9th Street between 1st and 2nd Avenue. Or it's even 9th Street. Um, they, it was a small basement shop. And the first time I went there, it was funny. I also met a outside for an all-city metro theme slash who that promo single i i did some online email deal with mercer of sandbox hmm. uh i mean it wasn't even called sam i don't know if we're calling it sandbox automatic at that point but it was like an angel fire page basically like it wasn't hmm. even like a thing you know wow. <laughs> so he he had a little list of like joints he had he was selling it, it was like all right like here's dollars i've been looking for the single boom let me go down to this place and down the fat piece and it's like Mr. Sinister is like behind the counter you know what I mean right, like, right. from the X-Men so or Executioners mm-hmm. yep. um, and they had you know they had the whole setup of the, all these records on the wall it's a small space though and so it was like these records were on the wall with like little note, note cards um, cue cards like like oh this is the new dope shit da, 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 da. and like that's where I bought that's where I bought Fun Crusher uh, Fun Crusher the original right. yep. first time I ever saw like transparent vinyl as well Wow. Uh, they then moved to the west side, like pretty much directly across town, same street, but just on the west side of town, six off of Sixth Avenue, or actually they were on Sixth Avenue rather. Bobby Garcia took that spot, the original Fat Beats location, and turned it into Bobby's Footwork. Right. That was Bobby's Footwork, oh, and that's no, where. Sure. Okay. Yeah, where that was the Bobby's Footwork in New York, rather. So. Um, I would go down there and I met, I you know, immediately was like, met Boz, uh, Boz TCK, Ellie Escobar. Um, he was working there kind of early on too. And, um, it was like, that was, you know, where you got the final record, like, and final release comes out, boom, you're there, you get it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And mm-hmm. so like one day, it was like a Sunday, I think I, I, I got down there doing my rounds, like hit the spots weekly, you know, and go do my rounds and it's like this new MF Doom. Like who's MF Doom? I was on final. Okay, I gotta buy this. Yeah. Um, Were they pushing it as the guy from KMD, or was it like this, no, the no, era guy. of mystery around? No, no, no. It was just MF Doom, new, new, new shit on Vandalum. Okay. And I was like, all right, boom. Like, 
they're playing in the store. This is sounding crazy. I, I walk across town. I go to Fat Beats, and they're playing at Fat Beats. And it's like <laughs> a quiet Sunday at Fat Beats, right? Right. And keep too unique from the arsonists is behind the counter. And I look report, you know, I, I've been around, so I know these cats or whatever, whatever. And it's just like, he's like, yo, you know, but he sees me holding the record. He's like, yo, you know who that is, right? I'm like, what? He's like, that MF Doom cat. I'm like, nah, who's that? And he's just like, that's Zev Love X from KMD. And mm. as soon as that, as soon as he said that, I heard the tone of his voice. Right. Yeah. I just like applied age and stress. And yep. right. you know, it's not peach fuzz anymore. It's a grizzled beard. Right. Exactly. So like that, 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 like, you know, I think like Dead Dent was playing on the, on the, on the system at mm. that point. I just like, my mind melted. And then I was like, <laughs> right. And to your point, uh, Dem, uh, Demone, like that, that, that then original version is just like mm-hmm. I mean it's crazy. Like the first twelve inches are all different than the album version. Yeah. yeah. Like yep. Greenbacks is like a completely different, you know, uh delivery song as well. You know what I mean? So um I appreciated that. We had uh, a couple people DM us after our MF Doom uh retrospective with Crate eight oh eight dropped a few weeks ago and saying, uh I'm a I'm a truther for the twelve inch versions. The twelve inch <laughs> versions are better. And I actually yeah, have right? lived so long with the CD that they're my I prefer the cleaner versions and I feel like that makes me like a little less of an underground head but it's like <laughs> I, I just I like the cohesiveness of the new ones like and the new ones now they're 20 years old or whatever but um, it's right. an interesting kind of distinction I feel like people who were there at the beginning fell in love with those and like the kind of looseness of them and the, the new ones and I don't think anyone would say they sound clean or like normal songs but they're right. they're cleaner and more normal songs less less drunkard but but uh but yeah that was like a a, a weird kind of era because they dropped the they dropped some singles i i like you had the brain melting moment of realizing who it was and then is it like you got that and then you you saw mf doom on a bill and you're like i gotta i gotta go check this show out oh no so by that time um by the time the big got him out the house to be on a stage <laughs> or by the time he agreed to do that it was yeah. uh, actually it's crazy now i'm i am re-watching it and, and seeing that i have more than night on video i know what it is now it's it's uh then so when bob and stretch kind of went their ways um Boz, who I mentioned before, who used to work at Footwork, Ellie, who also used to work at Footwork, Kinetic from the Arsonist, and Apex from Dugius, who is Alex, Alex Gale now, like the, he writes, he does a lot of writing and whatnot. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a show called Night Train on 89.9, uh, on which uh, plenty of, you know, lovely moments of, of guestery happened. Like mm-hmm. Aesop Rock, I believe first time Aesop Rock was on New York Radio was on, okay. was there. Uh, pre any pre whatever pre all that shit like music for earthworms was like the shit that he might have even just started pushing at that point but not even um but yeah so they had um uh they had a show and they had a showcase rather they had a radio show and then they had a radio they had a first showcase uh at the new Rican and the, the headliner was mf doom they had Pumpkinhead play uh yeah. rest in power to, to Pumpkinhead. Yes. um they had a few other other folks up in there. And, you know, Pumpkinhead had a whole crew, Brooklyn Academy. Yep. So, like, Bad, yep. Bad Speed, and I believe maybe Gene Gray was announced, too. Um, as, uh, as, uh, 
she Jean Grey at that point or what was still? Well, I forget. I believe, yeah, uh, natural yeah. resource. Natural resource. Natural resource. But this is post natural. This is post natural resource. Gotcha. This is like, yeah. When she started rolling with PH, it was uh, I think Jean Grey was definitely becoming like Jean Grey sh- shortly after it became a thing. Everyone was taking um, on their comic book aliases at this time. Apparently, right, yeah. right. So yeah. uh, the, the super villain is on stage. Uh, I believe this is like summer of either '98 or '99. I don't remember. I just see on Discogs the year is 1999. I haven't gotten time to get to the Wikipedia page yet, but like, <laughs> which is always super accurate, it. right? Yeah, right. Very accurate, Wiki. Uh, so yeah, we got uh, Doom comes out, and it's just it's a packed house, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, it's like uh, I don't know. They might be able to fit like 150 people in there, maybe. Um, right. But it's like tight. Packed, and we're, yeah, we're on the second. Like we, we were cool, with Rocky, who who owned the spot. So like we went up to the second, like this like second level tier balcony kind of thing, and uh-huh. we just um, it was a few of us, and that's where we perched and and shot. And yeah, Doom pre mask, pre gladiator mask, um, stocking cap over half his face. Uh, came what? Out. That's how yeah, he chose yeah. to uh, to disguise himself, huh? That's very interesting. Yeah. Exactly. He had a yeah. He had a fitted. He had like a a cap on, and then just a stocking cap, like kind of pulled over half his face. Like I think, like stopping at his mouth. Wow. Um, and then <laughs> I did a close up. Like there's a close up during. Uh, he goes through like four, maybe four joints, five mm-hmm. joints. Mm-hmm. He was right out. Like Greenbacks was new. Okay. Like well, Greenbacks had been out. Like so, um, was it Greenbacks and um, I'll Go with the Flow? I believe was yeah. on the flip. Mm-hmm. So like those were out, so because we know the lyrics of Greenbacks, this is how you could tell. And right, I, right. When he did Doomsday, though, absolutely. <laughs> oh, it was funny too because he had um Tommy Guns or Megalon with him. Okay. How if you want to call, refer to him and uh, Megalon, he was like, "Yo, I'll do some new shit." And I think like the second or third song in, it's like they just do one in a million, like the Megalon solo. Like mm. this is the first we're ever hearing this. We're like, "Oh shit!" Like he flipped the um. Was it the games people play drums and mm-hmm. whatever? It's like a high, it's like a high tempo track, right? So yep. we're like, okay. And then he goes into he either at one at some point either before or after that he he does the shot a joint. Mm. Oh man! And this is the first time first time anyone's ever heard it. Heard Doomsday like yeah. the song, right? So like the whole room is silent because every other joint people you know. That people know, like he comes out and he does greenbacks first, opens up with greenbacks. Megalon is doing his so, thing. but everybody's on it, right? So at this point, Everyone's everybody in the room right. knows these joints. Okay, yeah, yeah. So Doomsday drops and it's just like the room is dead silent and just listening. It's just crazy. Wild. That's why. Yeah, you know I mean, yeah. And then that's dope, man. Dead, dead Bang comes on and then he he does Hey as an encore, like he's like, oh fuck it, I'm leaving, I'm leaving, and then wow. like people are banging on, you know, banging on everything they could bang on, and then, you know, you just like, ah, oh, fuck it, yo, hey, and then, we, you know, hey as an encore, hey as, like, a finale is wow. ridiculous. Damn. Like, most quotables, yeah. most, yeah. most quotables yeah. in a single, like, four minutes or whatever, so, um, yeah. I, so I know that. hindsight is twenty twenty, but did did you feel like you were witnessing something special, or did you feel like this would be, like, something you'd be talking about on a podcast? Which 20 years later, which pods didn't exist, but, uh, <laughs> But, yeah. like, did you, did you have a sense of, like, okay this is this is the real deal this is a moment um i knew it was a moment for okay. sure um and but I, you know um yeah i didn't know obviously i didn't know what was going to follow in the years uh you know the post 
2000 era doom sure. so um and uh yeah i mean i, I caught we, we just you know every time doom doom played like we, we were out there so yeah like, did you ever get a but, chance to meet him nah um the closest i ever got to doom was i believe the last time i saw him at sobs uh, i mentioned this in the tweet or whatever but uh he had ran past he kind of like ran past jumped off stage and ran past us <laughs> <laughs> Uh, abruptly during the finest uh because he and uh, megalon got into it like literally started like beating the shit out of each other on stage what <laughs> really did yeah, you get do you yeah. have that on tape no i wish that oh. was this, okay so sadly like that was like the fourth like that was like the fourth or fifth doom show or whatever right that I, i've been to and like at that point uh i just i got I got kind of lax with it, so okay. Um, You're like, I've seen yeah. this, and then and then straight TMZ yeah. brawl, and then some crazy out. shit happens. Yeah, exactly. The backyard wrestling type shit, but not nah, for <laughs> real. Um, uh, Megalon would like Megalon had like a paintball mask on, so they would come out. I don't know if Doom had a. I think Doom might have had like a prototype of the mask. Like it looked okay. like a Doctor Doom like Halloween mask. Like, okay. okay, it wasn't the full steel. No, it wasn't. It wasn't yeah. the yeah. It wasn't the Mad Villain okay cover um but yeah so like they're in the middle of the finest and it looks like someone missed the line or something and then it would just they kind of like looked at each other and just started like swinging so like that's and crazy tommy guns gets him on the on on his back and he's just smacking him with the front of his paintball like the, his, <laughs> this part of his paintball mask like pop, 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 pop. and then he and then so tommy jumps off stage runs out the runs out the spot and then doom gets up like in some like straight comic book manner, like looks side to side and like has this like deranged grin on his face and just like jumps off stage and chases after him. Because but, that's like, what a villain would do. Oh, dope, because dude. that's what yeah. a villain would do. Right. Wow. Some real Looney Tunes type shit though. Like your man like took like ten seconds and just like went <laughs> his legs wheeled up. Little puff of smoke, and he was gone. Oh, that is so dope. You could see like yeah, exactly. You could see like the action lines like trail off his body so like we get outside so and the show people are like some people are like aghast like oh like we're like me and my man commander black we're just like standing there like yo like like laughing like this is ridiculous this is crazy we go outside and then you see curious like sitting on like a like sitting on the on on some some protrusion from a wall of 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 the building and he's just like looking upset like he's just like fuck like because it was like i didn't even get to come out and do my part yeah (laughs) exactly he didn't get to do the question you know what i mean right it was like damn it these fools but uh it was it was funny as shit um yeah i'm trying to track down the like i know i definitely have another one at the wetlands with like i think canox was i mean bass is definitely on the side cage definitely like a like the first time Cage had played, okay. um, one of the first times Cage Cage had played after, after Agent Orange. Yeah, but like it was like when Fifty Four, and it was like you know that that era. Yeah, uh, for he was sure. Still pretty hefty and <laughs> Damn. not quite. Like you could tell he didn't quite have his like stage presence, like or right. his presence on stage because he kept like shoving the mic into the crowd to like finish his lines, like oh. every line. <laughs> uh, didn't, it didn't make for a great performance, yeah, but the ill shit—that's your job, Ill, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But the ill shit at the end of the Doom show was uh, someone starts rapping at the at the end or whatever, and it's, it's grim from like a wheelchair in the crowd. Oh, like wow. no one knew. It's just like he just had a mic, and then like some someone's just like 
spinning some shit. And you're like, yeah. And I like look ahead of me and it's like, oh, it's, that's that's MF Grimm. Oh wow. shit. Man, you were witness to some uh, some pretty epic moments, and like, I really feel like the underground or backpack or independent culture of that time, in, in especially New York, I, and this is a total outsider's perspective, and I would never apply terms to something I wasn't a part of. I always thought of it as like cipher culture, like really it built up from like everyone ciphering, rhyming, trying to outdo each other, and then that ends up on records, and that's kind of what built that side of things. Um, and I feel like it's underdocumented, like. Um, there is that documentary, Freestyle, The Art of Rhyme, that right, um, that right. guy, uh, Kevin, can't remember his last name, DJ Organic, definitely filmed some cool stuff, and that famous Most Deaf Freestyle in the park, yep, and yep. a number of other things, but um, yeah. you've got some shit, man. Like, uh, <laughs> I, hope, uh, yeah. I hope something's coming together, or we can see some of it at some point. Like, I just, I think what you have is really special, and I appreciate you kind of taking us through the paces of uh, what it was like, what like it was like to be part of the scene at that time. I really, um, I, I just, I hope you know, like that's fucking really cool. Yeah, I appreciate, I appreciate y'all giving me the space to tell stories about about this nutty shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's just like small moments. It's like you know, small moments. There's like a, a, a thousand other stories that other other heads have. You know, I don't, I don't even know how they you'd be able to like encapsulate it all. In, like, documentary so to speak totally, like, just totally. Kind of yeah, you'll, you'll never be able to get the full kaleidoscopic exactly. view so it's it's a, it really becomes an act of editing yeah and it right. and it feels like uh with hip-hop especially um it was so great that you had a camera because to nate's point i think uh the culture is like really under documented in the sense that um you know all of the old rock shit there's even like these really dense jazz documentaries things have been studied broken down um and yeah i i i'd love to see um you know even even little little tiny bits of some of that footage i think it would be amazing in the sense that doom is as we said on the last episode probably the most important rapper of of the 2000s uh and i mm. think uh there's probably hmm I don't know. I don't know if there's a market for things. I always think there is, but then I'm like, that would be for me. But for the, for the me's of the world, there's I know we would love us. to see. Yeah. Yeah. As we're kind of finding out by doing the show, there's more of us than we thought. Um, but yeah, that's the beauty of that, right? Exactly. Um, we're kind of edging up against time. I would love for you to talk a little bit about your music projects as King Vision Ultra and kind of what you have going on right now. And feel free to like throw plugs for anything you have um it maybe not nothing like in the next week or two but um if projects that you might have on deck or things that you're sure. working on or just kind of use this time how you see fit certainly yeah uh well yeah i i, I king vision ultra is a is a is an entity is a you know just under another alias mm-hmm. uh i don't know where i got that inspiration from um <laughs> You ain't yeah, the only one, uh, brother. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I have uh, currently one album to that name on Discogs, uh, which is called Pain of Mind. It's a most, it's like an instrumental album that does tell a story via, you know, found dialogue or, um, you know, uh, it's dark and, you know, I, I don't know. Just just put it on and let it rock. That's, sure. that's yeah. all. But okay. it's, it's got some hard shit on there. Um working on some new things i can't speak on right now but there will be actual vocals on a lot of these things that okay. uh will, will be coming coming forth soon uh some of some past maybe uh 
folks that have popped up on the show already. You know. nice. Connect the dots. Definitely, yeah. Keep us keep the us dots. abreast. Yeah. You know, I mean, keep it in the universe, right? Absolutely. So, but we have, uh, we got that going. Um, there's, uh, you know, my label PTP, or as I guess I could say what it, people would get it if I said it on this platform, Purple Tape Pedigree. Oh, yeah. Uh, mm. yeah. And that was, so, that was your blog, right? Yeah. So it started out as a blog in like yeah. 09. And then if you, if you go to the Wayback Machine, you could actually, I found some crazy posts. Like it's a blog. It was a blog spot. And yeah. I was about to say, com. that sounds blog spotty. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's um, cool, man. So yeah. Uh, you know, put out some, doing some reissues actually on, on cassette. Uh, okay. I, I, I have, I get a kick out of like using cassette as a, as a sort of like, I don't know, a visual I don't know, physical, visual art. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the J card has a lot of possibilities. So does the tape itself, actually. There's some uh, people doing actually, really cool shit, like, um, yeah, you right now. The shit that I, yeah, you should see the shit that I do on the on those little little transparent prison prison tapes. Yeah, yeah. I mean. <laughs> um, but nah, we did, uh, we did last year, the last two years, I believe, uh, we did the paraffin for Arm & Hammer. We did oh, that on cool. cassette um, oh, in, collab- in collaboration with Backwoods. Yeah. Um, we did the lo-fi uh, by Logi uh, from Philly uh, yeah, last. I, I really like his new album. Um, I, I yeah, haven't heard yeah. the last one yet. I'm kind of just now getting hip to him, but um, I think he, this new album is special. Yeah, yeah. Lo-fi is definitely special as well. And check out Do Rent as well with us. Okay. That cat's... But um, yeah, lo-fi was the one that like twisted my wig. And I was like, all right, like, and, you know, we just, yeah, we kind of work in the same world. So it was just like mm. quick phone call and, down with it but yeah. um there's some nice little issues of uh yeah like past and semi-present past catalog sure. of one of our favorite rappers uh wordsmiths um coming soon okay. so you know that's a uh, purple tape pedigree dot bandcamp.com always on bandcamp fuck awesome. a spotify uh, <laughs> although some most of that stuff is on spotify too like but still sure. fuck them yeah yeah, yeah no, <laughs> I feel you. still fuck them though no yeah. like they're not paying us like bandcamp all the way so yeah, yeah. for sure uh, yeah that's about that i think you know got okay. some books and some other shit on the way but cool man yeah uh cool. this was awesome let's uh let's stay in touch uh we definitely um you know what like want to want to keep up with all the cool shit you're doing and like it, admire your your ethos so um thanks for rocking uh, with us and reaching yeah. out and like this is this has been cool and I'm, I'm sure we'll talk again in some form or fashion um but thanks for sharing that story i think it's uh i think gonna inspire a lot of jealousy among the many doom heads who uh <laughs> yes. have been uh yes. kind of reaching out to us around this um because you know it's just you you saw a rare thing and you thought to document it so um, that that should be acknowledged. Yeah, kudos. No doubt. I mean, yeah, I just, I just want to do it for the people who fuck with Doomsday over Mad Villain. That's really what it is. <laughs> it is some kind of a line, right? Ooh. I, I didn't get into this on the show, but when I, I was like the most bitter record store dude in the world when Mad Villain dropped, and I was like, this shit's sloppy. Did they, did they even finish? What's up with these songs? And I have grown to love it, but like when it first came out, I was like, you guys are all like fucking dick riders you know it was, oh, it was like man. Yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. it's a little much with this and that now i really like it but i was like i just the whole mad lib thing of like just okay first take like okay we're done i'm like you're done wow where's the rest right. of these songs wow that's no. i i didn't even know mm. this was a riff that existed yeah uh, I, I try not to dwell on my past uh depressive episodes but <laughs> 
that's super dope. Um, wow. Okay, uh, so maybe maybe we'll we'll dig. We have to dig into that debate one time. Yes. I know that we yeah. we did a we did a conversation, uh, Dave Ma and I with with Peanut Butter Wolf, and I know that for half of the room that was there, and it was a packed house. Uh, most of those kids were mad villain was the beginning for them. Right. Yeah. yeah. So That's there's, there's I'm like saying. a general, there's a, a generational, um, kind of rift there, but, but yeah, man, we really appreciate you have coming on the program. Uh, yeah, we'll circle. We'll definitely circle back. And I'm going to check out that band camp. It sounds like you have a lot of stuff that uh, I need to put into the archive. So there yeah, it is. Purple yeah. tape pedigree. All right, man. Great to talk to yeah. you. Thanks. Much love. Thank y'all. So there it is, our interview with Gang. We want to thank him for coming on. Um, some really dope stories about early, early Doom uh, before he was the world-renowned villain. So we want to thank him for coming on. As always, Dad Bod, Rap Pod, we appreciate you listening to this, wherever you're listening to it, too. Um, just a reminder, we are on uh, Spotify, earning nothing. Uh, Google Play, Apple Music. Uh, kiki.co.uk we are on soundcloud for soundcloud rappers um, basically most of the places where you get your podcasts and we really want y'all to interact with us uh, the reason that we even know who gang is and kind of have this uh, conversation that we've been having with him is through our twitter which is at dad bod rap pod also if you are an influencer instagram model like nate uh, you could check us out on at DadBodRapPod on Instagram. Um, if you are 60 plus, you can check out our Facebook page at DadBodRapPod. I'm blissfully <laughs> off Facebook. Are you still updating it? Are you posting the show? Hell no. But <laughs> but you, it, can, you can see episodes 30 through 50. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you can you can tap in Russian bots, do your thing. Uh, we are on Facebook. Um, yeah, so we're, we're out there. We're, we're growing and rolling now. I suggest that you tap in and vibe with us before we start getting this blue apron money and we won't return your emails. Now I'm playing. Uh, yeah, but dad bod rap pod all over the world, all over the universe. Thank you for tapping in. Uh, stay fly and sexy. And we'll be back with a super dope episode on Thursday noon PST. Peace. Now what are you supposed to say on the end of records?